Hello everybody, this is Rocka from Deader Dudes, and we'll do a solo review of the Resident Evil series that is on Netflix. And obviously, as much of you already know, has been cancelled for its second season. I'm here to speak about in defense of the Resident Evil series. And let me preface this by saying I do not think it's the second coming of Wonder Bread. But it's not as bad as everybody gives it um, as reviewed in um, and evidenced in Rotten Tomatoes and other review websites. I strongly believe that a lot of people are Resident Evil diehard loyal to the letter of the law canon. And this is why Welcome to Raccoon City did not do well, nor did Resident Evil the series do that well. And I'm here to say, as a lifelong fan of the game, which I played originally when it came out, uh, way back when, in 1998, I understand anything that comes out from comic book or video games or even mythology into the cinema will be altered in some form or manner. It is the artistic interpretation of the creator. Maybe Star Wars is the exception, where they are sticklers for canon and it must adhere to the absolute letter of the law. Okay, that's your prerogative. Fine. But, if you absolutely want to see the literal translation of literature into cinema, into the screen, then play the video game. Nothing will ever replace the cutscenes. They're awesome, they're iconic, and why redo it? Which is my major problem with Welcome to Raccoon City, the movie. They tried so hard to try to stick to the storylines, and as many people don't know, Capcom had vested interest and a lot of influence in how that movie played out. They sent them literal blueprints and and basically what they wanted to see to get their blessing from that movie. And then the artistic interpretation included so many offbeat um, interpretations of characters, which, to my, in my opinion, was the death nail of that movie, where Leon was turned out to be a wimpy loser, and the female characters were reduced to being very submissive and minor roles. Um, Wesker was not as sinister as in the video games as a turncoat all by himself thing. And you get a little snippet, like a three second cameo of Ada Wong at the end. So we did a, uh, me and Izzy did a review of Welcome to Raccoon City by itself. And you can listen to that uh, in a prior episode, probably around the time it came out, let's say earlier this year. But what I'm trying to say here is, this isn't a revival of Resident Evil. This is a continuation of an alternative possible future reality. And for us, 
present day, as this is 2022, people. 1998, that game came out. I can't speak too much about this without saying the Mila Djokovic videos, uh, the her vehicle for that, I don't know, seven, eight movies of Resident Evil movie, by and large, had nothing to do other than the T-Virus of the Resident Evil video game franchise. Although entertaining, spectacular, and all the gory, Michael Bayish type large-scale action scenes, it's not Resident Evil, people. Why are people not scathing that whole series? And I get it. There's eye candy. There's vicious zombies. There's gore. There's action. So you're appealing to the horror aspect more than you are to the gameplay, to the video game. Again, if it works for you and that's the kind of action you want, kudos to you. I actually enjoyed it. Notwithstanding my affection and adoration for Mila Djokovic. But let's get back to the series. Yes, without going too much into the plot points, which either you know, or you don't know, or you care, or you don't care. Um, Albert Wesker is the main uh, protagonist. The antagonist is complicated. As you would assume, it's Umbrella. It's, it's, it's Wesker himself or his split clones yes Wesker cloned himself multiple times it's his two daughters Jade and Billy and of course uh, the female lead who is the daughter of the mad scientist and they're uh, coming out with a new drug Joy Joy supposedly has the potential to heal many mental disorders, as the name suggests, making you happier. And so Umbrella's new directive is to be legit pharmaceutical company, making the world a happier, a better place. And of course, the drug is a derivative of the T-virus. Here's where things go wrong. I must say, it's creative. It takes scientific aspects of the Resident Evil movie and manipulates them in such a way to bring about a somewhat viable plot. Now, the plot is terrible as it plays out. The plot, uh, the writing also does a terrible job with developing characters with a little more depth. What you end up getting are two daughters of Wesker and all the teenage drum, which I could do it out. Wesker is played beautifully. He has to play three different roles. He has to play a father. He has to play a scientist. He has to play a me, uh, a blackmailed me, um, victim of Umbrella's shenanigans. All the while, he goes through a story arc and he should be the main focus. In fact, 
it's not and it ends up being Jade and she is sometimes quite annoying because a lot of the characters are not likable they're not relatable and you go through horror movies and everybody cringes at decisions people make because it's part of the lore of a frantic chase of survival I get it but here sometimes not so frantic and there's so many imperfect decisions and imperfect inconsistencies that you kind of scratch your head now there's tons of nods to the gameplay there's easter eggs all over the place uh liquors cerebuses t-virus tyrant suggestion of a tyrant um umbrella of course um lisa trevor i mean i could go on and on and on so yes they pay homage but again this is future and present now another big problem i get it is the time jumps they become tedious they they go back and forth and i understand why they do this because you have present day new raccoon city somewhere in south africa and then you have the futuristic world where the t-virus has run rampant and there's only a few hundred thousand or a few million humans left um in my opinion they don't make it uh as urgent enough or as dire enough a situation for the humans but i can park that to the side for a little bit and i still give it credit for thinking outside the box for going futuristic maintaining the sinisterness that is raccoon city what is resident evil starting in raccoon city an experiment gone wrong uh, accidental if air quotes unleashing of the virus and the zombie apocalypse okay that's basically it many can argue oh my god it's so done to death it is oversaturated you may have a point but you and i if you're listening right now it's because you still like it you're an addict like me you, you can't get enough of it you're hooked on it you'll see a thousand variations and iterations of zombies horror survival horror blah blah blah. this happens to be attached to an iconic gameplay and i think that's why it's a dicey delicate situation and they did their best now let me circle back to capcom capcom had such a hand in the the um, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City movie that when it came to this series, they almost did the polar opposite. It almost sounded like they were so disinterested. They didn't get back. They didn't send feedback. They didn't give approval. They didn't give their uh, two cents. They said, oh, well, these are the specs. These are some of the guidelines. This is when the tenants of Resident Evil and blah, blah, blah. They left it at that. That could be to its detriment because, you know, they could have benefited from some feedback from the the people who damn created this the, the series, the whole storyline. Again, my defense rests in the fact that there's a reimagining here. And I welcomed it. If... This would have been a word-for-word, gameplay-for-gameplay, cutscene-for-cutscene project. 
honestly, I would have watched it. I would have looked forward to it. I would have loved to see the whole thing put together in a movie format. As you know, there's been some offshoots in animation of with Neon, with Leon, with Resident Evil, with Biohazard, with everything. And by and large, that's been a total abject failure. <laughs> so this is my whole point. As it's not the greatest movie and series in the world, I would probably gauge it 5 or 6 out of 10. But as a fan of Resident Evil, I was happy to see it continue and deviate from the Mila Djokovic thing. And this is live action, so it's not animation. And see how liquors and tyrants and zombies and cerebuses and zeros and everything would play out in the future. I guess like everything else, a la The Walking Dead, they have to interject with a bit of drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many different pieces of the pie to serve so many different uh, audience sectors. Except for just horror. Just go straight horror, people. Go straight horror. Well, anyway. I did enjoy watching it. With all its shortcomings and imperfections. There is no perfection. I was looking forward to season two. Because I did want to see how things would play out with Wesker. And I thought there was great opportunity to correct some of the pitfalls of the pilot of the first season you know come a little more to the median of horror as long you know you set the ground rules already you set who is what allies alliances and then you can go from there with Ada Wong with maybe bringing Chris and bringing Leon and the umbrella members and and new umbrella members and the new star members and resistance and maybe uh I mean, they can go a lot of different places. They could bring it full circle to the village, to Resident Evil 5, to Resident Evil 6, to um, Spencer, Arclay, Birkin, you name it. Okay. Again, it's not unwatchable, in my opinion. You have to really open up your mind and check expectations. You know, it's, it is not, never was, professed to be uh, canon. But, can't get enough? You can't get enough. Alright, thanks for listening. This is Raka from the Dead Air Dudes. Uh, please remember to send us your... Uh, feedback your likes your dislikes uh your comments your disses anything and everything we'll try to respond as best as we can remember to always always be diligent be aware and always save the whales thanks for listening guys